Ladies and gentlemen, it's basketball time. My name is... Man, I should write that or prep that a bit better. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother, Paul Williams. Hello. And uh, that was back to normal Paul this week. Good to see. I don't, no, I don't think that's normal Paul. I think that's a variant yet to be disclosed. And don't beat yourself up, Guy, because I thought it's basketball time as a punchy and cool intro. I'm JT. <laughs> that's JT. Welcome to the program. We're so glad to have you here. It's time for Advanced Analytics. Paul, you were cracking up. You did an intro, and you were cra- is this a character you're working on this week? Like, nah, what's going on with I, you? I was going to say something else, and uh, at the last second, I panicked, and then just said that whatever I said, I said hello, I think. Let's workshop it. What were you planning, and what did you back uh, out of? I backed out of saying, good morning, Uznavi. <laughs> Which... I would have appreciated that. J- JT wouldn't have got that. I don't, I don't get it. Is that an anime thing? No, it's from a, it was just from a musical um, that guy's seen like five times, In the Heights. But, in the Heights. Um, oh, God. It's a line a guy sings. But um, JT, I... can you not judge? I've been to this movie. I go to, this, I go to the movie theater by myself to watch In the Heights, and I love it. In the Heights, it's so good. Is, in the Heights is one of the most painfully awful movies I've ever seen. To me, oh. the, to me the world of musical begins and ends. It begins with Starlight Express and ends with Phantom of the Opera. And that's the only two good musicals. Now, I'll, I, will, I, will, I will admit those are two of the greatest pieces of culture ever, but that's it. Have you actually seen In the Heights? Yeah, so fair watch it, and I just was like, I thought it was honestly a racist like skit. Like, um, I didn't. Do you know what I? Because some of the I thought it was like quite offensive. It was written by uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, who is the the writer of Hamilton. He's uh, I don't know what is what's 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 in the Heights. Okay, it? great. So it's made two mediocre musicals now. Hamilton is, Hamilton's the best musical probably ever made. What are you talking about? That's not true. Phantom of the Opera. No, <laughs> no, I'm with JT. Phantom of the Opera. I'm with JT. Where he locks Phantom a woman opera. in a cave. That's yeah, but he's a phantom. He's not presented as a healthy like family. Yeah. Man. He's like a phantom. <laughs> Good point. No, Good he, point. He's he's like a um, he's a villain, but he's he's well written. You root for him. Paul, you you haven't seen you haven't seen Hamilton though. I haven't. But I, I'm not the hugest Lin Manuel Miranda fan. I, I, will I say hate that. him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind ten steps though, Paul. What of Lin Manuel Miranda have you seen? Uh, so I actually did like the In the Heights movie. I will say that. Yeah, but, it was um, my main thing is um, Moana. Whoa, well, hang on. I love Moana. Well, this is a huge bombshell. Love yeah, he Moana. wrote those songs. Are so good. I disagree. I think one of the weakest in terms of songs Disney movies ever. Is wait, wait, wait! That's crazy. What about? Uh, what about what? I can't, I can't think of a Disney movie. You with can't think songs. of one like, word. Yeah, a hundred and one dog Dalmatians. Yeah, and that's famously as it's called, a hundred and one dog. One hundred and one dog Dalmatians. <laughs> I don't think that really has. That doesn't really have songs. Okay, what's it? There must it's be got a, Cruella what? Deville. I don't think that has many songs, does it? I haven't seen it in a long time. What about Frozen? Frozen's only got one good song oh, and the rest no, of no, the yeah, f- f- Frozen I'd put there with Moana as one what about Tangled? I don't really like. No, Tangled's awesome. And I, Little I Mermaid just shooting bullets, 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 bullets across the bow. Little Mermaid is um, that one JT, great song Phantom of the Opera, I've said no, this. Little, Little Mermaid's not, not cancelled. Yeah, definitely. That one awesome song got cancelled because it's like real offensive. Because it's like... In a, like Kiss a, the Girl. Um, no, it's like that like Afro-Caribbean accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't girl, think you know. That's definitely not okay. 
<laughs> no man. <laughs> no, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't a joke. Oh, I'm honestly telling you, Little Mermaid's been cancelled. They're yeah, no, they're yeah, remaking but... it. Well, hopefully, currently, hopefully they redo that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul, what is your greatest musical of all time? Is it Phantom? Uh no, best musical of all time, Sound of Music. Oh wow! I didn't see that coming. That caught me off guard. Won't we say uh, Grease or Lightning? Follow- West Side Story is up there as well. Um, Phantom is up there. Phantom is up there. I wouldn't say Starlight Express is up there for me personally, but I respect it as a as a choice. Well, I've got a huge bombshell. To, I've got a huge bombshell to drop. For people who don't know, Starlight Express is a, um, a, a Andrew Lloyd Webber musical um, set on roller skates where they all pretend to be a train. Am I correct? It's, yeah, it's sick. Uh, no, no, they don't not pretend to be a train. And, and the only reason you go to this musical is to watch people on roller skates hopefully fall off the stage and kill themselves. <laughs> it's basically why people go. I, I, and that's why I want to see it. I'm desperate. That's, that's genuinely what happened with um, the Spider-Man musical that Bono <laughs> and The Edge wrote, where it was like there were so many people having horrific accidents that that became like the big draw card, I think. I've got yeah. a personal bombshell to drop on both of you. So okay. do you know that I'm actually, Paul's not the only... Um, Former musical theatre star among us. I'm I had not a bro- former. It's current and former. <laughs> I, okay. I had, I had a two-year spell in which I uh, had a role in a little uh, a little French musical you might re- recall, a Les Misérables peasant. I was played what? a peasant boy. Wow. Uh, and then I also, inspired by Starlight Express, asked a. Um, Palmerston North, like yearly city council celebration, I did a one man Starlet Express rollerblade around the stage. What? <laughs> yeah, right. What? Wait, 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 okay, so much to unpack here. So, so you were in Les Miserables for two years? No, no, it, uh, this is a two year period. I did, uh, I did Phantom and um, Milo and the Phantom Tollbirth, not a musical, but I like knocked that out of the park. And then <laughs> this has probably started my obsession with triple threats because I was like, well, acting. I know that I've smashed that. And I was like, I'll go into musicals. Went into the auditions to Les Miserables as a plucky, whatever, like 10 year old or 11 year old. Didn't wait, strangely, did not get a singing or speaking part. But I didn't let that. I thought I was just going to pay my dues. I got, you know, you're going to make your own That's opportunities. That's impressive because I didn't know there was a non singing part in Les Mis. Yeah. <laughs> peasant, peasant they wrote boy. it for JT. That's so good. Peasant boy. And then I was like, you got to make your own opportunities in showbiz. So I had another non-speaking part in some sort of, uh, I don't even know what it was, some sort of celebration of uh, Palmerston North slash Manawatu. And I was like, wouldn't this, cool, wouldn't this bit be cool if I like rollerbladed around the stage instead of just standing here? And it was. <laughs> what, 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 so you, you in Les Miserables, you rollerbladers? No, no, uh, se- separate productions. <laughs> I wish. Okay. I also wish they the should... owl, I wish the owl, the mascot for Palmas North, was in Les just in, <laughs> as one of the French peasants. That would be amazing. Um, all right, people, some people have tuned into this for the first time. This is apparently a basketball podcast. Um, let's get into the week in review. Um, JT, you kind of dictate our content. What do you uh, What do you want to talk about first? What's the most pressing thing on your mind? Uh, okay, well, I think we should talk about the big um, news, which is the shortage, the Kobe shortage. Do you guys know about this? No, wait, how is that the big news? What are you talking about? Well, so Kobe Bryant had signed a shoe deal extension with uh, Nike in 2016, and upon his untimely passing, 
uh, his wife, Vanessa, chose not to renew it in the negotiations. So Nike, which seems like a crazy negotiation, like it seems crazy that Nike ever let this happen, it, they, they can't make any more Kobe's. So there's pl- like the heaps of players like AD are paying like big money on reselling websites to get like the only remaining Kobe 5 size 17s. It's absolutely I, bonkers. I actually watched today and noticed AD was in Kobe's and I thought it was crazy how many people in the NBA wore Kobe's. That's genuinely They must be regretting uh, giving shoes to little kids in crowd in the crowd after games. Well, that's exactly what I thought. Could you, uh, could you, do you Ask reckon if back. you asked it back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I saw, I was watching the other day and Kevin Hart's kid, this really angered me actually. So Kevin Hart's kid, he was like sideline and then Russ came over and gave him his shoes. And I was like, oh, well, okay, that's cool. Maybe Kevin Hart likes Russ. Then Mallow came over. I was like, this is Kevin Hart's kid. He's mm. rich. He gets like sit courtside all the time. Yeah. He doesn't need three pairs of shoes. Oh, it's so annoying. It's like, if you're going to give a kid shoes, Hike up to the top, find that kid. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Russell Westbrook, he pushes past the courtside seats. He goes up into the stage. He's getting mobbed by fans, but he doesn't care. He goes up into the tunnel, through the concourse, past the McDonald's, up the escalators, up to the top balcony, gets up there, and then keeps on climbing right to the top to find someone who's paid for 150 US dollar tickets as opposed to... Three thousand dollar tickets. I did it at a Nets game where I'd done my um, ticket ticket scam to get into the lower bowl. I've told you, you've got to not admit to fraud on the podcast, Paul. I caught a, um, a free Nets t shirt, and then, but I caught it kind of above a small kid next to me, <laughs> and so I was like, "Great, okay, well, I got I kind of feel like I got to give it to this kid who I just kind of stole it from." So I gave it to him, and. Um, yeah, just the richest looking kid you've ever seen. And also that shirt you know is going to be one size fits all, aka um four XL. And I mean it's gonna to be too big for me. It's gonna be an absolute dress on You the sound like kid. you've been pissed about this for about two years. I have. I have. I've got two story I've got two things to say. One of which, speaking of ill fitted T shirts, at the Grayland RSA pub quiz like five years ago. Um, the great thing about that pub quiz is they just lose interest. The hosts just lose interest and like skip, st- like skip to the end or find games of the way to eliminate teams. And so for one, some out of the blue, we just had this round where everyone stood up and you answered questions like, you know, it was two options until there was only one people, uh, you know, two left. And it was me versus, uh, I don't want to bring age into this, but um, uh, uh, an elderly person, a person older than me, let's put it that way. Uh, who was very diminutive, diminutive in stature, and the prize was a Grayland t- RSA T-shirt. You cannot buy these. These are like literally the only ones in the world, and it was like a men's size medium, and I lost her in the final round. I was like, can I just have that T-shirt anyway, though? Like, good game. She's like, no, I want it. I was like, it's not going to fit you. Why won't you give it to me? And she's like, I just don't th- I want it. I want it even if I can't wear it. Yeah. Now, that's just <laughs> that's toxic culture, if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> Quite a weird move for you just to outright just ask for it, though. Oh, I don't know. I was like, I mean, it wasn't like I was third in asking for it. I was second. Okay. Well, yeah, shout out to you. And I'm sorry to hear about you guys' battles with the elderly and the children. I thought the biggest story of the week was the Golden State Warriors. Um, they've actually dropped a game today. But before that, they were 11-1. and one. Uh, Paul, after predicting um, the Warriors to win the championship four years in a row 
um, and getting one of those right at least, you seem to be um, uh, back on track with the Warriors. You must be stoked. Yeah, um, yeah they they lost today, and sh- but they they shot horribly. I only watched the end of it, but um, yeah, I'm f- still feeling pretty good about that. I'm it was a crazy good. end, right? Because um, uh, the ball was inbounded uh, by in the backcourt to Terry Rozier of the Hornets, and he tr- he got he got double teamed by Iguodala mm. and Draymond. He d- weirdly, because there's a man open in the NBA, just past the open man, he decided not to do it. He decided to take on the double team and dribble to where 12-year-olds get told not to dribble, which is um, he picked up his dribble literally on the sideline and the, at the halfway. He got himself stuck. Draymond tied him up. Amazing. Draymond's like high-fiving everyone. Like, great. Golden State's got a chance to win the game. They've got Steph Curry. Draymond lost the tip to Terry Rozier. And the Hornets won the game. What? How crazy was that? Mm. What a great finish! I almost, I almost felt like it was ball don't lie because I felt like the tie ball, like I reckon Draymond had his hand on the ball for zero point two of a <laughs> second and was fouling him quite a lot. But um, so I, yeah, I thought ball don't lie. But I do. Do you get sick of people calling Draymond smart? Like every good thing he does, people talk about how intelligent it is it's not that smart to fake the handoff and drive to the hoop that's what every player at the goddamn ymca in mount albert does every position because people don't like passing the ball and like it's steph curry's getting double teamed at the end of the game it, it, it's quite an obvious move to fake the handoff like it's not some genius move that he's thought up he's not basketball einstein you know i think draymond is among the smartest players so i'm like sure. the craftiness Agreed. Well, yeah, he, he didn't get the Vex. He was quite anti-Vex for a while, wasn't he? Like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but, that's, know. but anti but vaccinations isn't a basketball play. Yeah, he I was don't think bit, he yeah, was either. But, was I th- but I think he's more... Uh, I'm not going to try and get into this, but I think he more... I think there's legitimately complexities in an African-American communities that maybe we can't quite understand as not that's members true. of the community. That's true. Word to that. Word to that. Well, shout out to the Warriors, though. That This is a crazy stat from StatMuse I saw on Twitter. The Warriors are 11-1. and one. That was before losing today. The only loss coming in overtime. They have won their last seven by double digits. They have the best net rating, defensive rating, points per game, assists per game, steals per game, threes per game by any team this season. And their like, second or third best player, Clay Thompson, isn't even playing yet. They have had a soft schedule so far. One of the easiest strengths of schedules but still you've got to shout out to them like hitting the ground running and like putting their foot down and going hey we are actually contender because a lot of people weren't taking them seriously including myself before the season started so it's like it's great to see Steph playing at an MVP level I reckon I hate Steph and I hate the Warriors I don't know why but I just really hate them yeah yeah West okay. fans they're like Tottenham Hotspur fans to me well why don't we talk about this let's talk about Gary Payton Jr because I thought he was a rookie the dude is 28, and he's now having a breakout season in the NBA. Last year, he was playing for the Raptors 905. Um, this is quite impressive, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's like a special. He's like, a, isn't he like a specialist, like steals guy and and dunker? I didn't I know, know he was having a breakout season. This is total news to me. When was well, this announced? Well, I, by me just now, I guess. I was just trying to be a bit positive about it. I don't know. Well, how are we def- how are we defining? I just I, look, I'm not I'm not dismissing GP two. He's playing but... big minutes and um, contributing to what is what was the best team in the league. I was like impressed. Mm. Yeah, I shout like out, it. But again, I just Gary. don't. Yeah, I just don't watch that much Warriors because I just hate it. 
it's it's just crazy for someone to enter the NBA like lexicon uh, at twenty eight. Like that never that never happens. I can't think of I the mean, last time. Yeah. Who was the last player to do that? Like Udonis Haslam, who's now nah, Udonis so was the op- Udonis was the opposite. Oh, Udonis was. Well, he was always he was more like raw athleticism, and then just stayed in one team, and now he's stuck around out of loyalty. Whereas GP two is more like a real solid skill set, so just eventually you'll get another opportunity. Um, Jordan Poole, like all I wanted to paint here was that the Warriors, like after after stuffing up a bit last year um, with Ubre Junior and who else they had, Bazemore, who they who they have anyway. This year they seem to have got all those little role players. Absolutely right. It's nice to see Jordan Poole come on. Like you've got a, Oubre, I, I'm not a huge, yeah. Ubre got ejected today in his revenge game, but he got that W. So that's all that matters. Well, how did he get ejected? What he, did he was, was wearing a supreme it seemed sleeve pretty soft. again? Nah, he just got annoyed at a no call, and then obviously probably said something bad to the ref. What's Kel- what's Kelly's drip like this year? I mean, so surely, surely still. Uh, kind of off the off the Richter. Do we? Do we? Th- is drip still being said? Like, surely the kids have got something cooler than that now. Uh, I mean, I still say it. So take that for what it is. But I will mm. say this about the um, Charlotte Hornets. They, I would love to. I uh, like we could. We, we know a couple of designers. I would love Paul. You're a you're a designer. I would mm-hmm. love to deep dive the design design decisions made on that. Um, is it the city edition, like the blue one? Yeah, the face. There's like so, there's like stripes on the shorts, but oh, not on the shirt. Wait, there's is the this the Hornets pattern? The Hornets. Oh, it's I hate that, and I saw people on Twitter like putting it as their favorite one, and I was like, it's like a child designed I, it. Yeah, it's no, but it, it also looks like it looks like one the Australian league would do, like as a city edition, like kind of trying to be like the NBA. Like it doesn't look. It looks like have a one that's the, like all print screen printed you, on. It's bad, man. What about the Miami uh, Heat one where my, Miami's oh, I'm into it. the best? Nah, I'm into it. Like I'm it. Into I like it. it. Yeah, Actually, I'm into joking? it. Are you joking? The one nah, with the, like, it. that's got like cut out letters from a magazine is it's, their name. It's one yeah. of the best for love me. It. It's it's like are you guys gaslighting me? What's nah, nah. going on? No. It's cool. It, the only, it's cool. it only doesn't work for single numbers. Like it sort of sucks when someone just has one number, but I think it's one of the best jerseys. Agreed. So I, I no you 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 well the general. I think it's going to age well as well. Yeah, I know, but the general consensus is that Hornets one was hot fire, and I was. But well, well, I just I, was, the, I cannot yeah. understand it. Okay, no, I I, I think I nailed this last year because I fell out with Basel shoes, and I was like, why do they make them in these comedy? That Miami jersey guys is piss poor. You guys are gaslighting me. It is Mm-mm. shocking. That's Disagree. one of the worst NBA jerseys ever. The numbers don't even match on Jimmy Butler's jersey. That's pathetic. No, this makes I, me I like, sick. I like the lack of symmetry. For people who don't know what I, it I is, this is what it is. It's a black Nike singlet, and what they've done is they've got a Miami letter from different versions of Miami being spelt out, and used a different font style for every letter and a different font for both numbers. And it's just it's it's not it's it's bush league stuff. That's I terrible. did a um. I don't even know I what did, a bush league is. I'm just using that expression. I did a tier. A tier. I went on tiermaker.com and I actually did a tier ranking. You guys should do it as well, and we could put it on the Twitter or something. <laughs> okay, we'll I'll do look, one. I'll, I'm just going to throw out my number one now, but I won't do that all my tiers. Okay. And I think Guy will agree with this. The Nike, the um, Toronto black one no, no. with the gold t- Raptor is so cool. It makes me Gu- feel. Sick. Guy doesn't like it, but I I have it relatively high on my tiers. I quite liked it. 
I only like I only like classic vintage designs. The Raptors. The worst thing about supporting the Raptors is they haven't had a good kit. Um, but it is since the design the itself the is kind of classic. But they've just gone black and gold, right? Like it's, oh, black like and you, gold is. You so basically bad. had that that jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a, a Raptors purple Barney jersey from the nineties and one of the greatest NBA kits of all time. But the of doing a black and gold street edition. So JT, I nailed this three years ago with Nike. Is that Basel shoes are sold to children, Basel jerseys are sold to children. So they make, like, they're literally, I've been to Sterling Sports in Nelson, and I, I love, shout out to Sterling Sports in Nelson, it's my favorite place to buy men's fashion in Nelson, not even joking there. Uh, but I will say this, that, like, the kits they're making now, they're making, like, um, Luka Doncic, Hawaiian jersey, Dallas Mavericks kits, LeBron James, Hawaiian jersey, Lakers jerseys. It's like, the only person who could pull this off is a six-year-old, and Hi. that's who they're marketing to. Hype beast, baby. I'm in. Um, speaking of ejections, though, JT, you want to talk about Jokic uh, throwing one of the Morris brothers, I'm not sure which, to the floor and getting ejected as a guy who's the MVP. It was quite a shocking scene a week ago. Yeah, so all I wanted to ask you guys was, I feel like, do you feel like Morris really milked it? Or do you think just being knocked down by someone that big? Because just for the context... He, he like had the full stricture action. Well, he like Willy Wonka his way off. Yeah, yeah. We've got, to expl- we've got to explain a lot of things here. At the end of the game, Jokic was dribbling out the clock, slowly down court as he kind of does point forward. Um, one of the brothers, I think it was Markeith, was it? I don't think I don't think he was trying. He was like full steam, fast break. But I can Jokic. see how <laughs> I can see how you read that as slowly. <laughs> um. But the game, the game was over. There was twenty seconds left. Uh, Denver was up six with the ball game's over and um uh one of the morris brothers i think markeith um the one who plays for the heat just came along and just shunted him from the side and then so he turned his back and Jokic went and smashed him in the back and pushed him over and um and then jt has this comedy concept which he calls wonkering which he claims is one of the highest forms of football which is when you fall down and pretend to be injured so they don't mark you up front uh, in, in a game with no offsides, obviously. And then when the ball comes down the pitch, you miraculously stand up, um, hobble I, to the ground and score the game-winning goal. And that's the greatest sporting achievement. I literally today watched, I got um, caught by a title on YouTube that was recommended. And it was like a 15-minute montage of a set like... Um, like athletes thinking outside the box or something. And some of them were shocking. Some of them it was like LeBron going out of bounds and just throwing the ball hard at um, Kelly, um, Kelly O'Linick's um, legs. And it's like, oh yeah, people do that. Well, it's not thinking outside the box. But now then for, some... um, for this, like halfway shots, people who don't watch basketball mm. think doing that is really smart when that's like every something 12 year olds yes. learn, you know? No, but then there were some great ones. There was, I actually couldn't tell because the quality wasn't good, but there was a, some white point guard for the Lakers. Like it might've been like Jose Calderon. Or, uh, has he played for the Lakers? I don't know. But he, he um, might've, I think he might've. Someone, someone hid behind, um, off on the sideline behind um, Spolstra. And then when the ball hander dribbled past, <laughs> ran out and stole it. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> there was, um, there was some more great ones. There was a, uh, oh, Avery Bradley was pretending to tie his shoelace and then um, intercepted a pass. There was an American footballer for the Bills who was wearing all blue and lay down in the end zone um, camouflage no. and then got up and ran. But the best, genuinely, the best one I saw was Johnny Manziel getting subbed out 
and he goes over and he's angrily kind of talking to the coach on the sideline. They snap it to the quarterback and the coach who's talking to Manziel gives him a signal, nods his head. Manziel runs, hasn't actually left the field. He's standing right on the outline. Wow. Johnny Football runs up the sideline and the quarterback throws out to Johnny Manziel as a wide receiver who's not getting marks. What? Who does, who does get um, then pushed out of bounds for, for a solid game. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. But like, wait, wait, wait. But that's a great plan. But why is Johnny Manziel the receiver? Because you just expect him to be oh. not on the field if he's, if yes, he's not they, in the they, quarterback. They just, yeah, they, were, they subbed him off, but he didn't actually sub out. He, he stood on the, on the sideline talking to the coach. And then um, the coach signaled for him to go. It was it was unreal. Big, big news about Johnny Football, actually. He's um, pursuing a professional golf career. Wow! I just so read that. For for some reason, I keep up with Johnny Football news. Like I, the weird thing regularly. is, the weird thing is, after seeing that, I went down a rabbit hole, but I didn't see that. I basically just like looked at his Instagram and watched highlights of him playing like this weird indoor like mini football game. He strikes um, me like the sort of guy who actively tries to hang out with Dan Belzerian. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I think that's his main his main goal. And there's no been. one I've ever seen that's like on the surface rich that I would least want to be than Dan Belzerian. He just looks so like horrifically tortured and miserable the whole time. And I don't. I'm not going to get into his appearance, but he looks quite freakish now. And it's like, is it the point of having money meant to be happy? Like you're very miserable. JT, you. Some people are miserable and rich, but JT, you just. Um, you said I'm not going to get into his appearance. Before that, you got into his appearance <laughs> so hard, and then after you said the words "I'm not going to get into his appearance," you continued to get into his appearance. Like that's all you did was get into his appearance. You should have said, yeah. "All I'm going to do is get into his appearance." I'm going to focus on his appearance. Sorry, Dan Belzerian. Apologies. I don't think. I don't um, apolog- no, don't apologize. An interesting NBA uh, thread this week that I thought was worth talking about was um, uh, the rule changes. Um, James Harden and Damian Lillard are sucking. And that could be for a lot of reasons. They've had a long season. Lillard played at the Olympics. James Harden was in France with like, uh, who was he in front? Like Little Yachty or something James Harden also seems to fluctuate about 20 kg from game to game. (laughs) Water weight, baby. But but both of them are really struggling. And a, a few games in, I was like, oh, shut up. It's not the rules. And I do expect these players to get better and come right. But I think there's got to be a bit of that talkback radio chat about like the rule changes are really throwing Trey Young as well are really throwing these play even um uh Devin Booker I mean the sums are coming right but there's a few key players who are playing very poorly at the start of the season and you can't say that the rule changes maybe aren't affecting them. Although I saw so I had a look into this because I thought the same after seeing a few games and I had a look or maybe I heard this on a podcast and looked it up for myself but. Um, Dame's sucking from range. So Dame's problems are quite different from Book's problems, which are quite different from Harden's problems, which are separation based. So yeah. I think there is a, I think there is a general effect of the rules, but the star players aren't actually impacted by it's not their woes aren't rule related. Does well, that make sense? I've only seen Harden just play the magic the other day, and he's weird to watch because he's like doesn't seem like he's trying at any point like he looks he looks like he's trying the most when he's got the ball and he's dribbling it but like it's weird because katie was kind of the same i was like man these guys are not but that's how they're trying at all but maybe they are maybe they're doing the bron maybe they're doing the bron from like three years ago genuinely and just Mm. like 
Because it's co- the coolest thing you can do in the NBA is not try for 82 games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you're claiming Bron did that three years ago with the Lakers when he first No, with, uh, with the Cavs. You know, when they just like were like, didn't try at all. And then were like, no one can beat us. We don't really care what seed we get. And he yeah. was right. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. James Harden never looks like he's trying though. Like he just has a very relaxed. Mm. I mean, he doesn't play much defense, and he conserves energy oh. for a long game, and he just takes. It I slow. was. So, I mean, not to jump ahead to Magic Mayhem, but in that game with the Magic, I shouldn't even start. I just got Sometimes, really annoyed. So, Basically, no, no, no. Go off, Queen. Go off. Well, just just Wendell Carter Jr. gets the ball right down down like near the hoop. What he team kind does of he play for? It. I don't know. Is he a Magic player? Yes, starting center, Orlando Magic. Sorry. Um, well, it's hard to say. Well, co starting center. Yes, it's yes. sort, of it, it, sort of a center share situation. Yes, they've got, agreed. They've got four. They start when with a big got, ball. When you've got no. two of the most mediocre centers under no. 25. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got about five European guys called Hans and Jans and. No, the Wagners are good guy. You got to eat. You actually got to eat crow because the Wagners are like legitimately a great duo. I'll eat, no. I'll, eat, I'll, eat, I'll eat crow soon. Okay. Sorry, Paul. Paul, Paul you, we'll save that for Paul. Magic Mayhem. But um, <laughs> but basically, Wendell Carter Jr., the ball is down near his calf behind his leg. He's, he's kind of fumbled it a bit. Yeah. Okay, while it's down there, and his head's like two meters up above that, um, James Harden, just intentionally with his hand, just rakes down on his face. Oh, okay? no. Ending his night, like he's injured so bad, his eyes are so sore that he has to leave the game on his way out, kicks the sign thing over. Yeah. Okay, what kind of foul should that be? To me, that's... Flag- flagrant one. Flagrant one, possible ejection. It's nothing. It's no, no mention of it. Wendell Carter Jr. runs off down the court holding his eye and swearing. It's nothing. So what, James Harden what's, what's complaining about rules. I don't know. Should have been but, ejected. But James Harden complaining about rules when he's just taking a shot to someone's face where it's not even near the ball. Yeah. It's crazy. Suspend well, I, I, I will kick, say, no, I, I will think s- kick him out of the league. Kick, oh, get rid of him. Are you touch Wendell Carter Jr.? <laughs> no, he's but a also, damn face of this Also, what's now. James Harden doing other than just annoying people and making basketball worse to watch? No one's there, favorite player there, there is James Harden. That was, no, some people's favorite player is James Harden, but that was they a haven't burn, watched though. him play. They like his beard, and that's it. I like okay, but um, Wendell it's Carter a good Jr. Beard. Just, I never heard about the story. No, no one watching the game, Paul. If Wendell no, Carter Jr. No, had well, just come out in the press and said or tweeted about it and gone, James Harden should be suspended. My eyes. No, but James Harden's scary. Didn't like, he have someone killed? Because people hate James Harden. They'll they'll pile on him for any reason. Well. Paul, you've gone. Your internet's gone crazy. I think you might be the victim of a hacking. iPhones, iPads, iMessages. Okay, technical difficulties there, but we're back. It's time for JT's social media corner. Yeah, this is a new segment I'm debuting. Which <laughs> is, is that what um, it's called? Like, we've got to get a better name than that. No, it's no, not I social, love that. social media corner. It's just like, hey, what's happening? What's happening on social media? Let's yeah. check it out. And there's something Why is it in like, a corner? No, I like that. It really paints a nice kind of cozy feel. Because I treat social media like this actually could be a life life lesson for some of the younger viewers and older. Actually, there's social media addicts of every age. I treat social media like a healthy treat. So I'll uh, you know at a hard day's work, I'll get a fifteen minute window 
I'll go sit on the chair and just go, I'm just going to jump on TikTok for 15 minutes. No <laughs> guilt. I'll just scroll that feed. And the TikTok algorithm, I'll have you know, has worked me out. I just get freak shows. Just like I, one guy I had today, I was alive, and he wears a head-to-toe Minions suit and a Minions hat with a sign beside him saying, your support makes this possible. And he doesn't talk. <laughs> he, he never says a word or moves. He just sits there. Oh, and then man. I am... Um, I feel bad I for recently, laughing at him though. He's probably he's probably messed up, right? Sorry. I recently um got a, a highlight of my year was my favorite TikToker is a small girl from somewhere in the south of the United States, and she just has an iPad. And if you comment your name, she might um do a TikTok of her writing it, it on this iPad. I've just started and, to get into the writers. They're so good. Yeah, I got I got on it the other day. I she wrote my name. iPad's um, quite high tech. The ones I watch just write it on a whiteboard. It's wow. deranged, eh? Like you think it's like absolutely deranged. Like there's no question the world is ending <laughs> imminently. It's just like crazy. But I, one of them I watch is this guy puts like six uh, pool balls on a treadmill going high speed, and he commentates it like a horse race. And I just like <laughs> cannot stop. I watched one for forty five minutes the other day. See what finished? What? It was, yeah, it was the red small ball. The only thing, yeah, the only thing worse than. <laughs> him doing that is you watching it for 45 minutes of your life definitely not because i understand like the marble races on youtube like that was a bit of fun and fun for the whole family but to do it on a treadmill like how I, how long can they go? anyway jt you want to do a social media corner oh yes yeah, so anyway so i'm in the corner welcome to the corner get cozy get your favorite app up and in this corner i'd like to talk about uh professor I was going to call him Professor TikTok, but he's not. It's the Professor of And One Fame. I recently wow. rediscovered on TikTok. He's been on just, social media. He's on Instagram. He's on YouTube. He's a phenomenal, which is weird because in my mind, he was the least cool of the And One mixtape ballers. Yeah. Well, this is what I wanted to check. So in my so two things came to mind. One was, man, it's gut, it would be gutting for those guys that And One wasn't a thing now because it's like perfect for social media. Mm. And then the second thing I thought was, he was always the worst one, and the best one was always Escalade, right? That's the only one I remember. Escalade. No, 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 no. Escalade was the actually the worst. Escalade worst. <laughs> um, Professor Escalade, second worst. Wait, Escalade was just really big. Like, yeah, his like, only his only talent was uh, having diabetes. I'm sorry, I should not have said that joke, <laughs> and I regret saying I apologize, and I did not mean. And all the diabetes listeners out there, um, shout out to the, you. The best but was like, um, half man, half amazing. Yeah, half man, half amazing. No, but the the true best he rebranded as Mister Seven Twenty. Oh, that's bad. Who, his name was the air up there, and he did a seven twenty. Remember, he good. did two. He did a yeah. double spin dunk. And so how? So how is the professor <laughs> still? Is the professor still going because he was never that athletic or good? So you don't really notice. Do you know what I mean? Like, how is he stretching the career? No, out? I yeah. think he's still got. He's still going in the same way as how? How is um JJ Reddick still a thing? It's like. White guys in basketball, the the audience is white who watches basketball. I mean, I know black people watch basketball, but like the majority of America is white. The audience is white. We gravitate towards white people. And so he stands out. And also he obviously um, has been quite shrewd in the way he's marketed himself on YouTube and stuff. But yeah, it's it's because he's white and because he he's just goes hard at it. Yeah. But his moves aren't that cool. Like he doesn't. No. Like he, he doesn't really have any moves other than no, throwing no, he, the ball at he's the got head. an ama- He's an amazing ball handler. Like it is what he is doing is unbelievable. Like you can't. He, you think you can do that, but it's not. You can't. But you're right. He's not. There's nothing cool about him. 
and there were so many really cool um and one mixtape ballers uh that i i want to google it now because i want to find out who it was but yeah he's definitely the least cool yeah do so you guys seriously think escalade's the worst to me Escalade yes. was the best no, he was always doing like I'm no look pass <laughs> oh that's so escalade was the worst if it's if it's the guy i'm thinking of which i think it it's was. definitely he was gigantic <laughs> Okay, so hot, um, hot Sauce was my favorite. I shouldn't have said Half Man or Half Maze. It was the first name I can remember. Hot yeah, he Sauce, had the coolest name. Spider, um, Baby Shack, Easy J, Skip to My Lou, Raffle Olsen. Skip to the My classic. Lou. Oh. The air up he, there. He's Ayo, like Orlando Ayo, Magic Legend. Ayo. Headache. But yeah, Hot Sauce was my favorite. Was it, it Guy, was it you or me? I mean, our name was Batteries Not Included. I that think was that was Anna. you. We made up mixtape <laughs> names. I can't think what, what was mine your, was. What was your guy's moves and one moves? Um, the main tra- one we did was um, you'd bounce it up into your shirt, catch it in like your shirt like a pregnant belly, and you would elbow it round and it swings around and it drops out sick. the other side. That's it's it's still a really easy one to do and it looks incredibly cool. Yeah, so for is, me, that was... That's a very good move. My main one was... Um, uh, it's just a cool part pass. I think I saw Rafa Olsen do um, where he... He would just, it was just a one-handed, like, catapult, slingshot kind of pass, like NBA players do now, and actually in games. He'd just be standing at the top of the key, and he'd just pass it to a guy under the hoop because there's no defense. But we, as, he, he, as he slingshotted it, he would spin around in a pirouette like three times, and that was so cool. And it's actually very hard to do because you've got to spin quite fast to pull it off. And I broke at least three windows in our house attempting that move and just throwing it straight, like, the wrong direction <laughs> and just smashing. It was so it bad. Was, it's kind of... um on topic because today um there was a clip of um spencer dinwiddie calling out kyle kuzma as doing what he was saying were look passes so not a no look pass yeah. a look pass and then when he passes it then turning his head away yeah, yeah. um which is a similar vibe to that because it's basically just like a normal pass but you're kind of it's more the follow-through yeah. but that's um a, that's the sort of fun you have when you're top of the east the Washington yeah. Wizards. Yeah. The um the other move that I did a lot was just the fake behind the back pass where you kind of cradle it. Oh, throw, like rap, go behind your back like you're going to and then bring it back around into a finger roll. Rajon and remember, Rondo and Tony Parker have shown that's a genuinely decent move, I reckon. Mm. Oh, I remember about, doing nah. it so good once where the, it was like a two-on-one basically and I did it and the guy just fully like ran away like and he just didn't know where the ball was it was it was really yeah it's, it's a great move but there is the problem that um so often you you don't cradle it especially if you're going at full pace and you just lose it and you look <laughs> like a big idiot um what about here's a good here, now here's a great move one of the best all time is you um you got to do handles you got to get them in close you got to get them trying to steal the ball you you quickly put the ball behind their heads with both your hands throw it up in the air behind both of you but then you run past them and so they turn, and then you run back, and you, mm. it doesn't go anywhere, but it embarrasses them. That has got to be one of the all-time great and one. I moves. felt like I felt like you did that to me a lot as a kid. Yeah, it, almost but every to, day. But no, but I felt like I would often like I would eventually catch on to it because I'd also seen the and one mixtapes. So you would <laughs> you, do it, and then kind of like have to, you'd have to kind of like push me like and hold me off to like go back and, <laughs> but I'd still and be like, it. oh, so fresh, so clean. Um, so, sorry, so my, my, only criticism, my only criticism of the professor though is he often has like a nerd outfit, so he's got glasses that are taped in the middle Jesus. and a backpack. But that's not uh, the professor. He should be wearing like a sports coat, hmm. tie, 
spectacles. I just don't feel that's really appropriate. He doesn't know no. what a professor is. He's done so little research into his character. It's depressing. Hey, hey here's another one for you. Uh, so this is a genuine question. Sham, the Sham God. Mm. Is that an and one move or is that like a... No, I know Sham God is a person, but that's also a, a specific dribble, right? Yeah. No, I think that, that started in the NBA. Uh, no, I think it's a street... Like, there's a, so there's a guy called Sham God. He's a, yeah. a, yeah. he's, a, he's a skills coach for the Dallas Mavericks. And I think he invented it in New York is, is what I thought. I've watched a shitty YouTube documentary about it. But then, yeah, it's commonly used. Westbrook and Chris Paul are like the most famous. It's a very good move. I think I think he did, but um, but he wasn't like a major thing. But cool name, cool guy. We're running out of good NBA nicknames as well. So it's cool when you see a, a new one. And Sham God, I don't know what that means, but it's sick. Sham, I mean, Sham God... His name was God Sham God, right? Yeah, but oh, that's yeah. changed. He that's he yeah, changed yeah, it to that shortly. Yeah, yeah, right. Pretty um, good name. Unreal, unreal name. But um, what uh, what I, uh, one thing I wanted to say is how crazy the East is crazy is going to be crazy. I think for the playoffs, like I think some good teams are going to miss out. Yeah, Thoughts? yeah. Um, I I agree with you that it's quite level and like. All those teams, Bulls and Knicks, are good uh, and and going to be competitive and have good records. But I don't think they're really like. I still think it's the, the same God. three teams I picked before the guys. It's fake. It's fake, and it's like a repercussion of the crazy shortened season last year. Lee, I'm going to read you some teams. Okay, I'm going to just read you these teams. I'm not going to say any other comment. And wait, so what we, I, wait, what do we say if they're legit or they're no? Fake? No, you don't say anything. You just let me finish and go. Oh, and then you just make your decision about whether it's oh, fake yeah. or not. Overall, Overall, the Washington Wizards, real. the Chicago Bulls, real, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers, real. Okay, these are your th- these are <laughs> these are three of your top four teams. They didn't yeah. get over like no, even I, Mobley is awesome, but I don't believe the Cavs are good. Nor do I think Dinwiddie. And speaking of Dinwiddie, you know the one thing that I was watching him the other day. He's got a weird thing, and and what's his name, Linwell, Manuel, Linwell, uh, what's Miranda. his name, Miranda. They both have it, which is like the one of the uniquely weird things in the world. Men with goatees that look like they're wearing fake goatees. <laughs> uh, Wait, who yeah, has it's a big this? problem? Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah, you're right. I could have said Dinwiddie. Who who he play for? Who's who's Spencer Dinwiddie playing for? Uh, Wizards. The Wizards. What do you mean? Who's he playing for? Only Wasn't the pl- the best team in the Eastern Conference. Only, <laughs> I think, honestly, Nine and I think three wizards. No, I think some of these Eastern teams are going to nah. struggle. Like some some teams that should make it are not going to make it. Like I'm looking who? at, I'm looking at Toronto, Boston, New York. Uh, I'm even looking at. Um, uh, but none of I'm, those none of those teams I'm, are good though. I'm even looking at. So Milwaukee have had injuries, right? Have they? Because yeah. Milwaukee's yeah. been bad. They're also um, they're also I'm coasting, at Indiana, though, but... Atlanta, Toronto, Boston. But Paul, none, New none York. of these teams are contenders. Like at the start of the season, we oh, said no, 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 it's no. Brooklyn but... or Milwaukee, and then Miami is a dark horse, and that's a. And I, after watching ten games or whatever, I've still like that's the exact. It was still there. Yeah, I don't think Brooklyn's good. I no, think, but um... they're not. But KD is just going to guarantee them like. Basically, at least to the second round, like minimum. And James Harden, he's going to get better and better. Like I do think the rules have caught him off guard, but he will—he he'll play himself into shape. 
Mm. How many well, times has the wiz- have the Wizards played either p- the Pistons or the Magic? Because wait, this, is, this is the unfair bonus the in the East. The Wizards and, sorry, the Pistons and the Magic are intentionally, I'm sorry, Paul, they are intentionally trying to lose games, right? No, like, that's fine. And no, I'm so, glad you're saying that. And so it's like a huge bonus to be on the East when there's two teams that like you you have to try to lose to these teams. I watched the Pistons last night and and Justin what's his name Justin Jackson no not do you know what I'm talking about yeah uh, Jackson oh god what's Wait, his name Jaron Jackson Junior not Jaron no, Jackson what team are you talking about the Pistons uh, the Pistons oh what's his name yeah there's Justin Justin Jackson I think okay anyway J- I saw Jack Flash I saw four positions where. Detroit Pistons, not named Cade Cunningham, i.e. the person who should have the ball, run <laughs> blinkers on to approximately the three-point line, then just spill the ball like out of nowhere. <laughs> They're just like a commit, a Josh Jackson, a comedic team who yeah, should they really are. The, the Pistons are the second fun- uh, the funniest team in the NBA, but we all know who that second funniest team is. <laughs> it's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. I just want to go on record and say I think there's, I think the East is stronger than the West. No, that's mad. That's nah, crazy. It's not. It's no, because ja- Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets. No, no, the West Lakers is very, the right. West. I think the West will probably win the NBA, but in terms of in terms of depth, I actually think Paul. I, I was laughing that, but I actually think so. The Thunder, Pelicans, Rockets. Are arguably three think, of the bottom five teams. Thunder, Thunder have the, their two best players um, injured. Well, one's injured, one's um, got fitness problems. But you know they've got yeah, well, like the Thunder yeah, are the worst. The Thunder are the wor- the worst starting five, like worst in the Detroit, and they somehow got five wins. They've won three in a row. Yeah, they, it's the, uh, Sam Presti must be pissing himself. He's like, this gonna be such an awkward conversation where he's like, guys, you <laughs> look around. We're not. Don't win. Nah, like, what? nah they're going to be good, man. The they're going to have to make some. Tra- they have to trade Shagil just Alexander so they don't go keep on going up in the down in the draft. Um, Paul, um, it's time for magic. Yes. Okay. Well. I want to come out and say that the coolest duo in the NBA, you were talking about them earlier, Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr., the, the dual center, three, three-point shooting center starting five, unreal. I genuinely, like the Magic starting five has been so good, and I think it's mainly due to those two guys. Like, um, and... Um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm saying about it, but can I ask you this? Because we're we're both enjoying the group chat, uh, and we asked you and you didn't reply. What's up with Cole Anthony and his post game like wrestling style like interviews? JT, can you give us an impersonation of what Cole Anthony's like? In a uh, I can't, but other than say they're like 80s or 90s professional wrestling style promos where he's just like incredibly cocky, uh, cocky uh, over the top. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's. He's great, and I, I honestly think the vibe in the locker room is so good, and he's such a big part of it. I think he's yeah, he's just the ultimate showman. Um, it, it's a it's a weird thing, but when an NBA player is and tries to be funny and is funny, like I don't mean like kind of. I think I actually think Dwight oh. Howard actually is quite funny, but like no, Dwight Howard. 
Dwight Howard is not funny. When's, no, the, no, okay. when's the only funny thing Dwight Howard's ever done? I'll, I'll tell you what. Dwight Howard on Inside the NBA did impersonations of Shaq and Kenny talking about him. And I'm, I'm genuinely like, this guy is quite gifted at impersonations. Like, genuinely. He, and just like, it's you can't just get the voice down. I can't do it. You've also then got to like say um, humorous observations about the way they talk. It's quite a tricky thing. But anyway, my point is, is that like, if someone shows a sense of humor for me, that's like, and I'm not trying to say this as a comedian. I'm just trying to say like, it shows like it's a sign of intelligence and it just makes Cole Anthony when he's taking the piss in those post-game interviews, I find him so likable and I like, want to see more of him, you know? Hmm. Sorry, is that why Paul? you don't like, is that why you don't think Draymond's smart? Has doesn't, doesn't do enough wisecracks. No, 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 no. I'm just jealous of Draymond. I think Draymond's a very intelligent basketball player and he's a great basketball player. I just hate how the commentators always talk. When there's players, they talk about how smart they are. It was the same in rugby. They talk about Richie McCaw would like he would Richie McCaw would pick up the ball off the ground and they'd be like, "Oh, that's a high IQ." He could have been ducks at Otago boys, but he was too busy getting brain damaged in rugby. I'm sure Richie's very smart. He's smarter than me. I'm just saying you don't need to just because he's picked the ball off the ground. I don't think Richie McCaw is smarter than you. And honestly, I'd honestly wager I'd wager that, and that's nothing, nothing, nothing against the great man. He's the greatest rugby player of all time. Paul, um, Cole, Cole Anthony, he's smart. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I'm actually one of the few people who's actually been, like, because everyone on uh, online magic um, forums, on the forums, is just, like, um, absolutely in love with Cole. And don't get me wrong, I am, but he's he's been quite bad. Like, he's been putting up big numbers, but just some of his decision making is really bad, and just some really bad turnovers. It's just, it's just he, sophomore. He's only, he's only he's second just, year. Yeah, um, I know. But um, I heard a crazy folk, stat though. Back. The Magic are like, um, uh, with him on the court, they're like a plus two, and with him off the court, they're like a minus eighteen or something. I wish I had the stat in front wow. of me. Just all that heart, just all that. Yeah, heart but I think it's um, morale. The Again, thing is, can I say Al- to people, never never quote any of the stats you hear on this. JT saying that Jokic <laughs> is the best defender in the NBA. Uh, me saying that, just don't no, listen to us. Our starting lineup is is awesome. Like, I've, I, like it's one of the best um, five man lineups in the NBA. Like a defensive rating of ninety one, an offensive rating of one hundred and six point three. Um, but the issue actually is what's holding us back is a. I, I, I kind of think JT is right that we're we are hoping to get a higher draft pick. B. Um, our bench, like guys who sh- should be like kind of leading us in scoring and stuff terence ross and like gary harris like been bad like like yeah terence ross know, has been really Paul bad again. gary harris has been this really is bad. a nightmare oh he's back he's back uh, have you <laughs> no <laughs> we uh, lost uh, it's fine minutes of Paul i think was... i think finally big i think big big tech is finally being useful and started intentionally blocking you from the internet when you get deep dive the magic's bench <laughs> my internet has um jt you you can still talk tell me you're you're trying to tell me that i've got to eat some crow um, oh yeah who was i who were you gonna eat crow about damn did, did i um, specify mo and fro and zoe Gary Harris, um, terrence from, ross from have been really bad Denmark, or wherever those mother effers are from oh the wagners oh from by that... the way paul's still oh, trying to do a magic deep dive um <laughs> continue continue the wagners uh, I don't know which one is Fritz and Fritz and Franz or whatever, but what that... their names is not <laughs> Fritz Wagner. Paul, you're back. Is one of them called Fritz Wagner? Mar- no, Moritz. <laughs> so oh, this is a true. This is true. I was Franz. desperately trying to look up their names. Just wrote in Wagner, 
not realizing that, that you know Franz is not the most but and was about to say Rick confidently say Richard Wagner, not realizing that's just the first person who pops up who's a composer. So so JT, why should I eat crow? All I said was that they should give out Toblerones when they score a basket. <laughs> no, you were yeah. Paul knows that you were dismissing mm. the Wagners, and yeah. they are bloody good. Well, Franz Wagner. So in summer league, I was kind of gutted we drafted him because I was like, this guy cannot. Well, he can't shoot, he can't pass, he can't dribble, and he can't catch a basketball. And then he has balled out. He's like, looks so good. Um, you guys would have seen the dunk where he dunked on maybe Carl Anthony Towns and three Timberwolves. Um, unreal. Just attacks the hoop. Uh, and he can shoot now. Oh, man. Steal of the draft. I was, I was looking at stats before and I was like, man, these have been nice per 36. And then I realized that he's already playing 32 minutes a game. <laughs> Yeah, JT, <laughs> well, it's it's Bamba season. Um, what do you want to say about Mo Bamba? Uh, no, that was more a prompt. Oh, what I was going to say is, is it still Mo Bamba season? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he had a bit yeah. of a comeback. He's been off and on, in my opinion. But the real question I had for you, Paul, is uh, two questions on the magic. Mm-hmm. Um, one is because he's on the waiver wire, not to go into the forest, but he's in Mark Jonathan Allen. Isaac. No, Jonathan oh. Isaac. Yes. And does well, Vic status hold you back for the magic, or is that encouraged? Do your own research. Wait, wait, what? What? For, what will John, Jonathan Isaac's vaccination status, mm. right? So he's got no ACLs and no vax. Yeah. I, I'm assuming. Is that gonna <laughs> Is that gonna prevent him getting on the court for the Orlando Magic? I Betsy hope DeVos not. Out I, down there. <laughs> I think I think he'll be back. Um, I think Mark Allen will be back first. Um, but I don't. Do, I have I have no idea. I'm constantly trying to find out. I have no idea. I think he will. Yeah. Wait, why do you think he won't? Uh, Is he really? I just don't know. Is he really in there? Do they really going to build around him? I think he's definitely part of the plans. And and I I think he should still be the starting point guard. Um, I want to see, I want to see a big boy lineup of faults at point guard, Jonathan Isaac at the three, Barber at the four, Wendell Carter Jr. at the five, and at the what? two, I'm not. Su- I'm not certain who. who you don't need a. F- you don't need a fifth player when you've got. <laughs> yeah. <all the time. laughs> when you got on that, that much size, no one's penetrating on that fortress. No, I got to go. I'm sorry, guys. He's got dinner. Um, thanks, JT. No, it was lovely okay. to talk to you. So we're um, probably done anyway. Okay. Should we wrap it up then? We should wrap it up. Paul, you got any last magic moments to say? No. Can I just pull out this stat to finish it? Um, the Warriors had an 111. Um, offensive rating last year in the 113, 113 in games that Steph played and ranked 20th. Their 130, their offensive rating now is 113, and they're ranked second. And that shows how much the rule change I think has affected the rest of the NBA. The Warriors haven't changed from last year; they're still the same team, but everyone else's offensive rating has dropped so much that the Warriors. Have, I think that's really interesting, and it's going to be one of the things I'm watching out for is can Harden. Lillard, all these guys. I know you kind of debunked my fact, JT, but can these guys recover from the rule changes, you know, the way they've been going? Anyway. Any last bold predictions? Yeah. I've got one. Go. Say it. Okay. I don't. I know that the, the Jason Kidd obviously sucks, but I think the Mavericks are still going to top the West. What? <laughs> yeah. Have you watched you them play? They're so bad. You heard it here first. 
And Luca, as you you were the one who you heard it here first. You told us Luca looked forty five years old, which he does. Yeah, but they're on the way up. Trust okay. me. Okay, I just do not believe you at all. Um, but thank you. I, I, hey, I like a spicy take. Exclusive. 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 Oh wow. Well, because my prediction, my bold prediction was genuinely going to be the Dallas Mavericks miss the playoffs. What? Okay, for people who don't know, we've had some technical difficulties. JT's gone to dinner. Paul didn't hear JT's prediction. So you're literally, that's cool. You got polar opposite predictions. <laughs> I have. I, I want to say I haven't watched them play, but I did a... Um, I've watched them play and they look they look pretty, pretty sketchy if you ask me. I did a um, ranking system. And they've come in at thirteenth in the east, uh, west. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Well, Suns are back alive now, right? So let's uh, just yes. look at the, t- the the Suns came in at sixth in the west currently. Um, if you want another team, I can tell you where they came in on my rankings. It's 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 weird. Here's the weird thing. It's weird that you talked about the east being so competitive when the west is like, oh nah nah nah. Okay. Wait wait wait. wait no, okay. the west so, is. Is the top seven, gonna, the top seven of hmm. this: Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Mavs, Jazz, Clippers, Lakers. I would say all those teams are pretty good, and at least three of them are probably contenders. Uh, depending, it could be four if Kawhi came back and looked good, but unlikely. So Clippers will count them out. After that, it's absolute garbage to the bottom. So I would say that you're both crazy. JT's insane for saying the Mavs are going to finish number one, but for you to say they're going to they're not going to make the playoffs. Who are the um, teams that are going to knock them out? Because what Grizzlies and Blazers, like you're crazy. Okay, I'll say, okay, Golden State will make it. I'll just yeah, go through who I think will make yeah. it by process yeah. of elimination. Golden yeah. State, yeah. Portland, no. Clippers, Utah, yeah. Denver, yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Lakers, yeah. Kings, no. Grizzlies, okay, you're off your face. Yeah, Blazers and the Spurs are in the mix. No, Bra- Spurs looking shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I liked it when I heard what you're saying. That I was like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. But yeah, I mean, okay, the Grizzlies and Blazers it's, might come right, but you got to remember oh, the, the Blazers I, are being coached by um, a rookie coach and uh, Chauncey Billups and yeah, but the Nugget, the Mavericks are being coached by Jason Kidd. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, good point. But I'll you, say the Blazers will come bench? right, and yeah. I think the Grizzlies could um, cause some problems. Kings yeah, will be could, in the mix. They could. The Grizzlies, unfortunately, are on a three-game losing streak. Um, the Mavs have Doncic, and that's all you need, I think, in in the East, where the the tail the is West. quite weak. They're gonna they're gonna scrape in the West. Even even if the Grizzlies or Blazers do get this shit together, which I'm not, I don't think either of them will. Um, you've still got to have both of them get their shit together. And you saying the Kings? That was that was crazy talk. And I hear you. Um, they do occasionally they're, look I'm okay. You, they're in with the shot. They're, they're in not. with the shot. Um, if Bagley pans out, man, they're in with the shot. Um, um, yeah. What about the East? I think in the East. I like how JT's just gone to dinner, and we're just continuing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you make someone, a hot prediction. Someone's going to miss out, and. Uh, You've got to Let's remember, th- these teams are not good. Hornets, Knicks, Raptors, Celtics are not very good. No, but I Pacers think they are no good. Before the season, if you'd polled me, I would have said 
all of those teams that would make the playoffs. Yeah, but some of your... But the emergence of Washington, Cleveland, Charlotte, yeah, uh, Chicago, yeah, teams, teams that should have made it are going to miss out. So Bulls are legit. Washington and Cleveland could definitely drop out. Like, they're, they're, their start's not good enough. Like, they're not... They're a long way off, like, looking like solid playoff teams. But it's promising. And shout out mm. to the Wizards. Um, who's the coach? Uh, Wiz Unsold. Couldn't tell you. No, because his dad is like that legend who a lot of people yeah. have his throwback, Wiz Unsold. So I thought the guy, the, the legend's name was Wiz Unsold Jr. So he's Wiz Unsold Jr. Jr. Or is, anyway. The issue um, with the Cavs is I do not trust the coach JB Bickerstaff. He's one of my all-time um, Jason Kidd levels of not trusting that guy. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, the Cavs have been but on a, paper. Have an absolute shocker, eh? Like it's pretty amazing. It's oh, and Wizards. It's just like so nice to see those fan bases get a little bit of a start. But I mean, a lot. The Kings have tricked us like this before and looked good at the start of the season. The Timberwolves have done this a few times. Like those teams will probably sink. Oh, um, Timberwolves need to. I'm with you now. The Timberwolves need to be kicked out of the league. <laughs> They're, They're so funny, bad. eh? Uh, the, well, just did you the, see today? Yeah. Um, when Anthony Edwards was like dribbling. And Carl Anthony Towns just starts walking back on defense, like before he's even, um, like he hasn't even put up a yeah. shot yet. And yeah. then he does shoot and brick a three. Yeah. But it was just kind of crazy. Carl Anthony Towns is a sad case. And oh, besides the tra- tragedies that he's been through, um, it's a sad case in terms of just being drafted by that team and being stuck there. And he's been quite loyal and he seems yeah. like a lovely guy. And I think he seems I'm quite super, smart. I'm super interested in him because I, I, I feel like I haven't watched him to play enough to say that he's bad and everyone says he's good but mm. i'd just be interested to see him like on a good team and see yeah. how good he actually is because i i think he's bad but i've got no evidence to back that up other than just the timberwolves have never been good he's been elite though i mean he's a bit of an anthony davis type where it's like yeah it's just good player bad team um he can't anthony davis was a defensive genius though whereas uh Carl anthony towns is not but um, hear me out on this, though, because people were saying him for a, a, a Simmons trade where he's much better than Simmons. Um, but I was like, man, if you could uh, unload D'Lo for Simmons, I would love to see that. Because I, lo- I actually like D'Lo. He's terrible. But like the fact that he, he was traded for Wiggins and Wiggins is better than him is a pretty damning indictment on your career. Um, I would love to see... The Wolves, they may as well. They got to just trade for a distressed asset like now, just to try and sell. Because as you said, like there is that eighth seed is open in the West, so try and get Ben Simmons and uh, pair him with Cat and see what you can do. And if you can't trade him for um, D'Lo, trade him for your um, who's that second year guy they've got who's quite good. Um, trade him for him. And Wait, I what know team? He's, Anthony I mean, he's Edwards. Lovable. Anthony Edwards. Like, no, he's this. He's like the franchise piece. Ben, he's not. But Ben Simmons is is quite decent as well. Like, I think Edwards and Simmons, their ceilings probably. I mean, I could be I could be wrong. Yeah, it's, Edwards is so lovable and Simmons is so hateable as well. But um, yeah, I just like the wizard. The the wolves may as well. They're so rooted. They may as well. They should blow it up. But they um they may as well just roll the dice on a crazy trade. Like yeah, Carl Anthony Towns for Ben Simmons. Just do it. Why not? You got nothing to live for. Um, Wait, anyway. Carl Anthony Towns for Ben Simmons. Oh, that's what some people were suggesting. It's, it's, there's mm. no way you do that. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is so much better than Ben Simmons. But people are like, the Wizards what, need to do... Sorry, the Wolves it, need to do a crazy it, move. It'd be interesting seeing... Would they have uh, um, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns? 
It's not as crazy as you think because both mm. Embiid can and shoot. can shoot and, yeah, and yeah. Carthony Towns. I mean, so the Magic is already doing it. They're paving the way <laughs> with the double center. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not so much. It's just the Simmons situation. So, oh, just before we go, this is cool doing the podcast. You know, I miss JT, but, you know, just the brothers back at it again. Um, can I briefly talk? Do you care about the Simmons situation or nah? Uh, yeah, I care. Because it's pretty, I think it's interesting. And I don't want to speculate too much because it is awful. And it's like, if he is going through serious mental health problems, which he may be, but in my mind, looking at it from the outside, and I don't know, this is just me talking my ass, as I always do. It seems like they're using the mental health thing as a negotiation tactic because it's only come in when it's been to their benefit, which seems which it seems like a move. And I, I understand that a lot of these things you don't you wouldn't play this card maybe until you were, your back was against the wall. But it seems like a mm. move to like claim that anyway. My point is it's gone so bizarre. And the latest twist, which I love, is that I mean it's partly because the East are bad, but the Sixers were elite without him. Like they were looking like the best mm. team in the I know the best team is currently the Wizards, so it's not saying much, but the 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 Sixers were going so well without him. It was so awkward seeing Joel Embiid every um, game just talk so positively about them. Unfortunately, Embiid, of course, is out. They've got they've got hit with COVID and mm. uh, and probably Embiid will get injured as well. But um it's really nice to see them at least be like an elite regular season team without him. And again, that was your prediction as well, wasn't it? You was it you that predicted them to make the finals? That was crazy, but I can't remember. We have to re-listen. You or JT said that said something crazy like that, and I was like, "Wow!" They, they yeah, actually, I think maybe we. I can't remember. I think maybe we're both kind of saying it. I don't but think. I don't think I they. Ha- I don't think they have a chance. But like, they are at least uh, or of winning. But they they're definitely not the best team. But like without Simmons, they are, they have been looking handy at least. Yeah. Um, that yeah, I don't know. We've been when we're being Simmons like we are. Not helping my confidence. What is not? We're, oh, that big yawn you did. So you don't know where he's going to end up. Yeah, it's just, it's just a crazy story, a crazy narrative. Mm. Yeah, it's we really should, weird. I we should, I we, went down a deep dive. Um, I'm I'm always obsessed with Mont Montverde Academy and just outside of Orlando, which yeah. is um. So I didn't realize because I've always kind of been obsessed, but like literally like last year, they had um, well just over a year ago, kind of now, they had uh they made the greatest high school basketball team of all time supposedly so it was Cade Cunningham Scotty Barnes um Moses Moody uh I think that was kind of their big three there was someone else I can't remember but like all lottery NBA picks oh I don't know where Moses Moses Moody wasn't lottery but still he's a name brand um (laughs) NBA draft because his name is Moses yeah um and but anyway, I was I was looking through and um, I found a photo of Ben Simmons, an old photo of him attending an Orlando Magic game because that's the main question I've always wanted answered: is when these future stars are going to high school, are they coming in to watch the Magic play in downtown Orlando? And this photo was the first evidence I'd seen that Ben Simmons was there watching the Magic lose badly to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so that was that was pretty cool to see. It is such a it is such a good like marketing tool. Like if you get into, I mean, this is I guess McDonald's has been doing it for years, but like getting into kids young, and it's like so many kids like their favorite NBA team is the first team they saw, and I think part of the Raptors uniform was uh, Raptors for like why they're quite popular now. I think it's just their great kitty fun uniforms 
when they released in the 90s, eh? Like, so many 90s kids just remember that jersey weirdly fondly, you know? Hmm. And yeah, Magic, everyone, Magic the same, man. Everyone loves Everyone Penny on the Jack. Magic forums just wants them to just only wear, basically, throwback uh, pinstripes. Yeah. Well, they're sick them. unis. They're sick mm. unis. Anyway, we should, uh, we should wrap this up. Um, okay. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Guy. I don't do that. Um, I've been JT. JT's gone to dinner. Um, Paul, can you stop loudly yawning when I'm talking? It's really killing my self-confidence. It we'll see you next time uh, on the podcast. iPhones, iPads, iMessages. I type in words instead of saying them. I select the emojis instead of expressing them. I scroll through the screen, double tap, liked. In front of the screen, keyboard expresses my opinions. Autocorrect fixes my mistakes. Camera roll stores my memories. Right, left, up and down, on and off. Since when did I start to represent electronic products and not my actual self? Since when did I is interpreted as artificial intelligence and not actual human intelligence? Since when did I start to carry my phone with me at every second? In my pocket, in my sleeve, in my mind. I feel disconnected with the world without my phone. But the disconnection became real when I have my phone. I know, it must be these icons. The icon that plays music. The icon that projects others' lives. The icon that feeds me with all the latest unknowns. That I feel like I'm obligated to have the understandings of every single detail. The electronics inject an anesthesia. They pause the time. They pause the motivation. They pause creativity. But I still carry it with me because it's stored with my items, my ID, and my identity. So ironic. Isolations all because of a single piece of iron.